0: going to preach just a few moments on this subject God is good y'all didn't hear me I said this morning we're going to preach on the subject God is good he's good he's just good he's good when we're not he's good when we should be he's (laughs) he's just good Amen. amen Psalms 107 we're going to read while they're finding their place. Sissy, it's good to see you. I was screaming and hollering down at the other building. You didn't even wave at me or anything. Didn't even see. I was whistling and hollering. My own aunt didn't even high to me. Amen. It's good to have Sissy back with us. She had she was in Florida for a little bit. Went in the hospital for, uh, like to die, but God brought her through. Amen. How many of y'all glad Sissy's back with us this morning? Isn't that wonderful? Amen. 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 I tell you, it's sometimes in that, in that situation when you're scared to death, you just need to know God's there, amen? And I thank God for that. Good to see Sissy this morning, and wave at me next time, amen. 107, Psalms, I'm just kidding. That's my aunt. We, we, we can talk like that. I wouldn't talk normally to anybody else, but either way, Psalms 107. If you are there, say amen. The Bible says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is, he sure is. For his mercy endureth forever. Thomas psalmist gets excited and he says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy and gathered them out of the lands from the east and from the west and from the north and the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. That word solitary means desolate, empty, uh, uh, without anything. They found no city to dwell in, hungry and thirsty. Their soul fainted in them. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. And He delivered them out of their distresses. He led them forth by the right way that they might go to a city of habitation. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness, for His wonderful works to the children of men. For He satisfies the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness, such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron, because they rebelled against the words of God and contemned the counsel of the Most High. Therefore He brought them down down their heart with labor. They fell down and there was none to hell. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. Is that did you, you remember that from a while ago? And He saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and break their bands in asunder. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. For He hath broken the gates of brass and cut the bars of iron in sunder. Fools, because of their transgression, because of their iniquities, are afflicted. Their soul abhorreth all manner of meat, and they draw near unto the gates of death. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and He saveth them out of their distresses. He sent His word, and healed them, and delivered them from their destruction. Read it with me. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness, and for His wonderful works to the children of men. Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare His works with rejoicing. They that go down to the sea in ships that do business in great waters, these see the works of the Lord and His wonders in the deep. For He commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind, which lifteth up the waves thereof. They mount up to the heaven and they go down again to the depths. Their soul is melted because of the trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wit's end. They cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he bringeth them out of their distresses. Aren't you glad he will bring you out? Amen. Amen. He maketh the storm a calm, so that the waves thereof are still. Then are they glad, because they be quiet, so he bringeth them unto their desired haven. Read it with me. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them exalt Him also in the congregation of the people and praise Him in the assembly of the elders. That's where you and I are standing right now. Let them exalt Him also in the congregation of the people and praise Him in the assembly of the elders. Dear Heavenly Father, thank You for Your Word. Thank You for Your mercy. Thank You for Your goodness. Lord, thank You for Your Lord, your saving grace. Lord, thank You for all that You've done for me. Now, Lord, I pray that You'll touch my heart and my mind. Help me to preach with a clear conscience and a clear thought. Lord, forgive us of everything that would hinder You from moving today. God, we love You this morning. We thank You. Lord, I praise Your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Do you see a reoccurring theme in this particular chapter? He begins it with saying, we should give thanks unto the Lord. Oh, give thanks, he says, unto the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endureth forever." Over and over, four times, we see that people cried out to the Lord, and He heard their cry, and He delivered them from their distresses. And then after that, He would say, "All oh, the men would praise the Lord for His goodness, for His mercy. Listen, for what He's done for us in His goodness. I, 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 was, I was reading and studying, and I happened to come across a little article that talked about the Washington Monument. In the middle of Washington, D.C. stands the Washington Monument. There can never be a building of greater height than the Washington Monument in the D.C. area. On the top of the monument, there's an aluminum cap on the east top portion of the Washington Monument that displays two words, Los Deo. Because of their position, no one can see these words with a naked eye. These two words were placed on the top of the monument, facing skyward to the father of our nation, overlooking the entire D.C. area, the capital of the United States of America. They are placed in the highest position over the most powerful city of the greatest nation in the world. Somebody say amen right there. Two words, small, seemingly insignificant, but the most precious and important words anyone could ever write. They read or say or proclaim, Los Deo. What could these two Latin words possibly mean? Very simply, they say what every man, every woman, every child of this nation in the world should be saying. Los Deo means praise be to God. Praise be to God. Listen, our country is in a tailspin right now. Our country is in a bad way right now. But I guarantee you this, in the birthing of our country, they knew and our founding fathers knew that in God we trust. We would not be here if it wasn't for God. We would not be alive if it wasn't for God. We would not have the nation we have if it was not for God praise be to God. I don't care what the liberals do. I don't care what the atheists do. I don't care what the agnostics do. We need to stand up and show up and say, praise be to God. It doesn't matter what the world thinks, praise be to God. Praise be to God. He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our singing. He's worthy of our tithe giving. He's worthy of our service. Praise be to God. Listen, the psalmist is getting excited. He knows all about this. Psalms 150 says this, Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in the sanctuary. Praise Him in the firmament of His power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with a psaltery and harp. Praise Him with a timbrel and dance. Praise Him with the stringed instruments and organs. Praise Him upon the loud cymbals. Praise Him on the high sounding cymbals. Let everything, I said everything that hath breath, praise the Lord, praise ye the Lord. If you got out of bed this morning, you ought to praise Him. If you could drive to church this morning, you ought to praise Him. Listen, if you could, listen, open your eyes and see you ought to praise Him because He is worthy of our praise. I'm just telling you, I'm ready to preach. I've been thinking about this all week long. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. He is worthy of our praise. I don't like it loud. I don't like it exciting. Well, honey, you're going to be out of place when you get to heaven because in heaven they're singing with a loud voice. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive honor and glory, power and blessing worthy is the lamb we're going to stand one day on the shores of sweet deliverance and we're going to give our praise unto him eyeball to eyeball I'm going to do it by faith right now but then it will be inside. somebody say amen. amen I'm trying to act dignified but I can't help it he's worthy and the psalmist begins to say let the redeemed of the Lord say so I'm telling you it's high time we start saying so We are letting a little minority in our country running us all around. Christians are in the majority, but we don't know it because they won't stand up and say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed out of the hand of the enemy. And he begins to say four different situations where God is good. Is God good this morning? Listen, He's good in these situations that we just read. One, He's good in, don't write this down, not yet, amen. He's good in our salvation. He's good in our salvation. He begins to describe that in a few verses there. But then God is good in our sin. God is good. You say, how could that be? Come next Sunday and you'll find out. Amen. I was going to do it all today, but I figured we'd get done about 4 o'clock. So we're going to spread it out a little bit, amen. He's good to us in our sin, even when he has to correct us, even when he has to challenge us. He's good to us. He's good to us in our sickness. Listen, he sent his word and healed them. He's good to us in our sickness. But thank God Almighty, he's good to us in our storms. Amen. When our boat is rocking and the thunder's rolling and the lightning's flashing, I'm glad he'll walk on the water with us. Amen. He's good to us in our storm. But we're going to take that first one today. We're going to talk about God is good in our salvation. He is good in our salvation. It's amazing that God put all this together and that song our brother sang a while ago, I can take you back to that place. I can take you back to that time. I'm telling you, it's been way too long since some of y'all have visited that place because you've forgotten what it was and where you were when God found you. I read a story this week. I read a story this week. This old boy went in one, one of them churches. Y'all know what I'm talking about? One of them churches. You know, real starchy churches. They just, they, like, I mean, they just overstarch all their clothes because they don't hardly move but like robots. Amen? They won't raise a hand. They won't say, man, it was just real. Well, that's the way we like it. Well, buddy, you're in the wrong place this morning. This old boy came in, and I mean, he had to can't help us. You know, one of them kind of just got saved. He was a drunk... Alcoholic, beat his wife, and son, God came to him on Skid Row, saved his life, changed his life all around, made him a real daddy, made him a real husband, and, and boy, he was just so excited he couldn't help. Him. Well, he just happened to be in town and he didn't have nowhere to go to church, so he fell into that church. And son, that preacher, you know, you know one of them kind, you walk in, everybody goes. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And son, that preacher got to preaching on salvation, everybody's looking forward. He said, Woo! Amen. Now y'all know what happens. And he thought, ooh, I better, I better calm down. You know, and then he got to talking about heaven and he couldn't stand it. Son, he was going to hell. Now he's going to heaven. Hey, man, preacher. Hey man. And everybody. Well, about that third amen. A couple of the deacons came down and said, Sir, we don't do that here. We, we don't do that here. You need to calm down. We don't do that here. He said, Well, buddy, I can't help it. I've been a sinner all my life. I've been a drunk all my life. And I have just got religion. They said, Well, you didn't get it here. Hush. Amen. Now, that's probably the case. Say amen right there. Now, I don't, you know, I think things need to be done in decency and in order. I believe that. I believe you jump up and you hit the ground, you need to be speaking English. Say amen. I believe that. But I'm telling you, if you run around like a knot on a log and you think God's impressed with your spirituality, i got news for you. God inhabits the praises of His people. He expects His people to give Him praise worthy of His name. And I'm telling you, we need to take off this old robe of carnality. We need to take off the robe of formalism and quit worrying about what everybody else thinks and just come to God one-on-one and give Him praise. He's worthy. He's worthy in our salvation. Let's talk about that a minute. Let's just talk about that a minute. The Bible says, Let the redeemed, verse number 2, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. You were in the enemy's hands. Do you realize that? You are, you are a prisoner of war. Jesus came by your way. Snatched you out. Hey, Amen. Hallelujah. I feel like that old boy right now. Amen. He gathered them out of the lands from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. That's what this world's going through right now. No, no satisfaction, no peace. They, they have all the money, they have all the fame, but they're still not happy, they're still not satisfied. They're wandering in a solitary way because they don't know the Lord their Savior. Then the Bible says this, Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. And he delivered them out of their distresses. I like the other psalm that says, I waited patiently on the Lord, and he inclined unto me. And he heard my cry, and he brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of miry clay, and set my foot on a rock and established my goal. And somebody say amen. I I was I was looking this morning at the video of of, of the, the young lady that fell in the well. Do you all remember that about in the 80s, I think it was? Jessica something fell down in that well little old bitty baby fell down in that well and and boy I was sitting there and I'd done seen it a hundred times I remember when it happened I mean I remember watching it on TV when it happens but I was sitting in my office this week and I was watching that and they were they were the, the, the news the news media was saying okay it could be any moment we don't know what's that you know they're trying to and I'm just sitting on the edge of my chair oh come on man. I mean I, I already know what's fixing to happen but I couldn't help it and all of a sudden that man pops up out of that hole and has that baby around me saying and I have Oh that's just like our Lord That's just like our Savior He didn't say come on up Do the best you can He went down where I was Got a hold of me And put me up where he was Give him praise I couldn't get out I couldn't get up I couldn't help myself I couldn't fix my situation So he came to where I was And met the need Listen number one That's the intro Number one I know we're on time limit. we got people coming in. They can just mix among us. Say amen. He's good in his salvation because he searched the wayward. He searched the wayward. You didn't go looking for him. He came looking for you. (laughs) Mephibosheth was broke down. Mephibosheth was crippled. He couldn't do anything about his situation. But there was a king on the throne. There was somebody on the throne that had him on his mind. He said, I love you even though you don't even know who I am. I love you and I want to do something for you. And he sent, and the Bible says, and fetched him. Do you remember the day that God fetched you? Went and found him and brought him to the palace. I'm glad that God is searching the wayward. Hey, if you're writing this down, this is, my outline don't matter, we're just having a time this morning. Amen. I want you to see the contact He initiated. He initiated the contact He initiated. In other words, in other words, it was all about God and not about you. He went and found you. He went and paid the price. He went and died on the cross. He went and done it all so you could be free. He initiated the contact. That word, initiation, I, I, and, and showing an initiative, that's a, that's a funny word. The first time I ever knew anything about that word, some of y'all heard this story, so act like you ain't never heard it, but I'm, I've been here 10 years and I'm running out of stories. Say amen. But the first time I was ever affiliated with the word, you know, showing initiative, I I looked at that word wrong, and I didn't really understand that word, uh, uh, and, and I got a progress report uh, from, from school. We went to a Christian school, and, and 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 see, I was born before the days of ADD and riddling and time out and all that, and my dad thought that a whooping fixed any ailment there was. And so if you got a bad report card, if you got a bad... And, and, and you know, it's bad enough if it shows up in the academic part, but if you ever... How many of y'all had those, those reports... Uh, a progress reports that had the blocks about behavior you have them see they need to get them again amen Well, in the, in, if you ever got something in the academic you're in bad shape cause I mean he expected that but if you ever got it in the behavioral boxes you might as well call your lawyer and write your will Say amen well, I got, my, I got my progress report, and I, I, everything was okay on it. Most of it, everything was okay. And I, and I looked down, and there happened to be a check in the behavioral part. I said, oh, my God, what in the world is happening? And I looked on there, and shows, it says shows, Malcolm shows initiative. And I thought, in some reason or another, I don't know why I was thinking, but, but I thought it said inattentive. In other words, that I wasn't paying attention. And I said, "Oh Lord!" I, I thought all the way home. What am I going to tell him? I'm going to tell. I got to tell. I got to come up with something. There's no way. I've been paying attention. These these people just don't like me. And I got home and I showed my mom. And I had this look on my face. And I gave her that card. I said, "Mom, I don't care what that teacher said. She don't know what she's talking about. That teacher ain't never like me. She's got a problem with preachers' kids. She's probably an atheist." I said, she's just been mean to me the whole time. She don't know what she's talking about. I don't care what's on that card. I'm telling you, I am not what she said I am. She opened the card. She read it. Malcolm shows initiative. She said, you're an idiot. <laughs> I said, what are you talking about? That card said, and she said, it shows initiative. That means you take and you do your stuff before you ask to do it. You, you don't wait. You just go ahead and do what you need to be done. I said, that's a good woman. I've always, she's a good judge of character. What a great woman. Amen. Hey, if women can change their mind, men can too. Say amen. In other words, God just went ahead and done what needed to be done. God didn't wait for you to get your act straight. God didn't wait for you to get your ducks in a row. God didn't do that. The Bible says, but God commendeth His love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He initiated the contact. He took the first step. He took the first move. Thank God. He searched for the wayward. We see the contact He initiated, the care. The care He illustrated. The Bible says in Luke 15, What man of you having a hundred sheep? If he lose one of them, does not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he findeth. And when he has found it, he layeth it on his shoulders rejoicing. Boy, God is tender, tender and caring and His treatment toward us. Boy, I can't help but think about the woman caught in adultery, thrown at Jesus' feet, and everybody's ready to stone her. He writes on the ground and says, you without sin, you cast the first stone. And they all break camp and leave. They were all guilty. He looks up and says, woman, where are thine accusers? He said, there are none. He said, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. What a tender shepherd. I think about Think about John 4 and the woman at the well. He comes, and the Bible says he must needs go through Samaria. In other words, the disciples didn't have a clue what was up, but he knew there was somebody that needed him. And he went to where she was and met her need. How many of y'all are glad this morning that in your salvation, God came looking for you? Amen. Number one, he searched the wayward. Number two, number two he supplied the way. He supplied the way. The Bible says in verse number 7, And he led them forth by the right way, that they might go to a city of habitation. He supplied the way. I want you to see A. I want you to see the deliverance he supplied. When Mephibosheth couldn't find David, David went and found him. But then it went a step further and David didn't just send him an invitation. Do you all get this? He didn't send an invitation and say that the king desires a meeting with you. The Bible says that he sent soldiers, he sent chariots to bring him. In other words, to fetch him. Are you with me? In other words, let me find somebody. Brother Kendrick, one of your fellas, will they help me with this just a second? Riley, will you help me just a minute? Come over here. I want to to help you. I need to get a little person. Come on over here. Come on over here. We're going going to act like you're Mephibosheth and uh, and, uh, sit here. No matter what I say, don't move. All right? Can you do that? Put her there, pal. Amen. Remember, no matter what I say, don't move. All right. Remember? All right. Yeah, he's used to not doing what you say. Amen. Maybe he'll listen to Jesus. Amen. Now see, Riley's Mephibosheth. Now, the king in the palace wanted to do something for Mephibosheth. And the king had it all set up. He had a place at his table. He had a room for him. He had fields to give him. He had an inheritance to give him. And he had all of this waiting for him. Come on, Riley. Come on over here. Riley, what did I say? You're right. (laughs) Now see, I could have sent the invitation. Come on over. No, really, come on over. For real, come on over. Uh, I've got it all waiting on you. Come on over. You know what? That wouldn't have done Mephibosheth a bit of good because the Bible says he was crippled. Just like we are crippled in our sin. And David knew that. So he sent to fetch him. Now God knows you're crippled. God didn't say, okay, if you get this straight in your life, if you'll get this one. Because see, there's so many people waiting to come to God till they can get their life worked out and get things straightened out in their life. God's not waiting for you to quit your habit. God's not waiting for you to change your lifestyle. God's wanting you to come to Him. God will do all that for you. So listen, David just sent his people just like God came to me. Listen, the Holy Spirit came over here. Now, now, Mephibosheth couldn't do nothing for him. But listen, when he came, he knew what he wanted. He knew what he wanted, and picked him up and took him where he needed to be. He provided the transportation. He did. He sure did. He provided the transportation. That's why God didn't say, you do good and you can come unto me. He said, whosoever believeth on me should not perish, but have everlasting life. You say, but preacher, I don't know if I can live it. Honey, I got news for you. I know you can't live it. Don't worry about that. He will meet the need. He provided deliverance. He saved me. He saved me. He delivered me. But not only that, He didn't just provide deliverance, but be He supplied direction. It said He led them in the right way. One thing about God, He knows that we all, we all, I said all like sheep, have gone astray. Now the moment you get saved, that don't make you a sheep. In other words, that doesn't, you don't cease to be a sheep then. In other words, you, you, you still have a tendency to stray. Now some of you, this morning I can tell, I can feel it. I just feel the presence of this. You need to reach up on top of your head, grab a hold of that halo that you think is there, and put it in your pocket. Because ain't nobody believes it no how. And I don't care how long you've been saved, I don't care how much you think you know about him, you're still a sheep. And we still have tendencies to... Well, if you have the Holy Ghost, oh, come on now. The Holy Ghost will lead you, but you got to follow. And the Bible says that he has sent a comforter our way. He said, i got to go i got to leave, but John 14, 26 says this, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I said unto you. See, all of you guys in here thinking you've got to change and fix and, and, and rearrange and do all this before you come to God, see, you're getting it backwards. If you'll just come to God, God will send Him into your life, and He'll set up shop. And he'll start doing all the changing and rearranging. Because, see, you'll go to do something and he'll say, uh-uh, uh-uh. I know you ain't about to look at that right there. I know you ain't about to put that in your mind. Don't you even. I, I tell you. You know what? If my dad, you see he here, second service, I won't be able to say this. Say amen if my dad went everywhere with me that I was in life, I'd have have stayed out of a whole lot of trouble. Would you say amen? Why? Because it was easy not to cuss right in front of him. It was easy not to do much of anything right in front of him. Remember that whipping situation I was telling you about? But see, he couldn't go everywhere with me. And God knew that us left to ourself we get in trouble, so he said, "I'm gonna send some help because you're gonna need a reminder, you're gonna need an encouragement, and you're gonna need somebody to lead you in the right way." Most of the time, people that's gotten saved and strayed, they have done it on their own accord. Because I know if you're saved, you got the same thing in you that I got in me, and when I go to go, excuse, I can't even talk. When I go to get ignorant with the Lord. He tells me. Are you all with me? Listen, He's good this morning because He searched for the wayward. He's good this morning because He supplied the way. And last of all, write this down. He's good this morning because He satisfied the weary. Satisfied. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but I can go I can go to Cracker Barrel. I can go to Cracker Barrel. I can just go to Cracker Barrel. Amen. Amen. You could go too, couldn't you? Cracker Barrel. I may have ADD. I don't know. I, I feel a feel a presence of that with me. I could go to Cracker Barrel and and in and, 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 and a regular situation, and I can't even eat all they bring. I like that chicken-fried chicken. Anybody got a witness in the house? Chicken fried chicken with the white gravy on the top. Oh man. Macaroni and cheese beside it. Don't sit down, Kendrick. Amen. Ken uh, Kendrick. Dumplings on the side. And, and I mean, I'll leave half of it on the plate. There's so much there I can't even eat it all. But if I ever say, I believe I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut back. I'm gonna die. I'm going to get in shape and I'm going I'm to do something about this situation. I can go into the same restaurant, order the same meal, eat everything on the plate, lick the porcelain off the top of the plate, and still be starving to death. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, I, just because I'm deciding that I'm going to, I'm starving to death, I'm not satisfied. But I tell you what, there's no feeling, diet or no diet. There's no feeling like when you get. Matter of fact, matter of fact, at the at the uh, we we had a funeral this week, and 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 folks brought food uh, to the to the after the funeral, family got together and we ate with them, and uh, and Donnie, your mama made some uh, uh, greens that was. I'm talking about straight from the portals of glory, them, them greens fell out of heaven into that bowl. Oh, I'm talking about when I, when, I, when, I, when I emptied the bowl, there was a film in the bowl, and it had to be from Fatback. Say amen. And I'm talking about I had to... I, I, I just got... When I was through, I was satisfied. <laughs> I mean, I had, I had no worries, no problems. I was satisfied. Now, some of y'all are looking at me like, I'm. you know what I'm talking about. And you know what I'm talking about when you go to that table and you've eaten everything that's there and you get up and you're still hungry. Isn't that a depressing moment in your life? You know what, there's people going to the table of the devil and it looks like a smorgasbord. It looks like, listen, it looks like a a table set up for a king. And they'll gouge and gorge and do everything that the devil has to offer. Yet when they get up, they're just as hungry as when they went down. You know why? Because what the devil has to offer does not satisfy Listen, the life that He wants you to live, it does not satisfy. Listen, you can drink all the alcohol you want to drink, but when you wake up, you're just going to want another. But Jesus said to the woman at the well, if you will drink the water that I have, there will be a river of water blowing up in your soul. It will be a river of everlasting water. I'm telling you, God will satisfy your soul. If you come to Him, forget about what the world has to offer. He will meet your needs. Why do you think Michael Jordan come out of retirement 27 times? Why do you think all of these people with fame and fortune and more money than their great, great, great grandchildren could spend and they're still not happy? They're still not satisfied because they got what they want but they didn't want what they got? I'm telling you, it's not in that. It's not in fortune or fame. Solomon said in the book of Ecclesiastes, it was vanity, vanity. All is vanity. It was empty. But one thing, he said, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments for this is the whole duty of man. He's saying you won't find, you won't You won't find happiness in money. You won't find satisfaction in fame. You won't find satisfaction in material things. But if you come to God, God will give you rest. Amen. He satisfies the weary. Let me give you these two quick things and i got to quit. A, He satisfies with provision to live on. I remember, I remember growing up I remember growing up, and I grew up a Baptist preacher's son, a poor Baptist preacher's son. And I remember seeing things other people had. And and Brother Donnie, honestly, to a kid, that's hard to understand, that, that, you know, you're supposed to serve God, and it pays to serve God, but I'm hungry, and they got a Big Mac. And you see people doing all kind of, stuff and you're thinking here i'm going to church man i'm reading my bible and i'm doing all this stuff why am i hungry and i i used to think i was a little kid lord if you will ever just let me have enough money in my pocket to get a a whopper value meal i'll be a happy man and you know what that's about what God let me have amen But when I pass that in Burger King, and I know I can go in there and get me a Whopper, I'm telling you what. You 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 say, oh that's silly, oh that's not. I don't have much. I don't have much anything. I mean, I, I see a lot of, but I got me enough to get a Whopper. Say amen. I went by I went by a barbecue place yesterday. Went by a barbecue place. I had my had my check ready to pay for it and everything else. They said, preacher, we don't we don't charge preachers. You come, son. That's going to be a regular joint for me. Say amen. I said, I believe you know the Lord. Amen. <laughs> but God has met my need. I'm telling you, God has met my needs. Well, you don't have this. You know, you know what? You don't have to have it if you don't want it. The Bible says godliness with contentment is great gain. It's amazing how God can make a missionary happy with a thatched hut and a dirt floor. He can make that man happier than the man with a mansion on a hilltop. He satisfies a longing soul. Not only with provisions to live on, but I like this one. A purpose to live for. So many people are just living life. Living life. Let me read this. The founder of Apple Computer. He once asked John Scully, the president of Pepsi. He was trying to get him away from Pepsi to go to Apple Computer and he said, do you want to spend the rest of your life selling sugared water or do you want to change the world? Do you want to spend the rest of your life selling sugared water or do you want to change the world? Can y'all tell, can y'all tell, and don't, 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 don't shut Usually when you shut your book, you shut your mind. Stay with me. Look at me. Can y'all tell I dig what I get to do? i love people with passion i my little girl my little girl plays uh basketball uh coach Thompson's back there and, and uh have you noticed coach they always put me in the far corner have you noticed that i don't know if you i don't know whether it's my florida hat or what i don't know what they always put me in the far back corner but i get i can't help it i just i i and i like coach thompson because he gets he got passion too amen I'm waiting any moment for a chair to go across the floor. Amen. And I'm going to run out and say, I got your back, coach. Come on, bring it on. Amen. They were going the other day, and they run across the floor. And this was a rough team. And I tell you what, I tell you what, if you ever want to watch something, listen, MMA fighting ain't got nothing on girls' basketball. I mean, the boys are sissies compared to them girls. I'm telling you, they're throwing elbows, and they're they're dropping that. I mean, they're going in the clinch and everything. I mean... It's amazing. And they won't call fouls on nothing. They're bleeding, rugby, fighting, throwing knees and everything. And I said, good Lord, this is wonderful. Amen. A little girl running across the floor and one of the girls got knocked down. and the same one that it was roughing back up and Becca stop to help her up. I said, don't you help her up. Run down that court. Girl, amen. And I'm hollering. I can't help it. I get carried away. It's exciting to me. I mean... You know what, that's the way we need to be with life. What a boring thing it would be to go through life without any passion and purpose. I have a purpose. I'm accomplishing something. The book of Jude says making a difference. Making a difference. I don't want to just live my life and pay my bills and die one day. I want to, when I leave here, people are going to miss me. Say amen. I want to make a difference in life. I want to make a difference in people. Your hobbies will not make a difference in life. I have found out this: when I play golf, I, the only thing I get out of is I want to play better. I can play the best round of my life, and the only thing it does for me is I want to go one shot better than that the next time. When I have a coon dog, I just want one better. Everything else does not bring satisfaction. But when I'm serving God and I see people weep their way down to an altar and get saved, and I see families being put back together, and I see homes that have been destroyed are put back together again, now I'm telling you that cranks my tractor. And that didn't come from the devil. And that didn't come from a sinful lifestyle. That came from a Savior who came looking for me. He gives me a purpose to live for. And because of that purpose, I have passion. Somebody say amen. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Let's praise the Lord this morning. I wonder who would find a place in this altar. You say, preacher, I'm not saved, and I don't know anything about what you